I wanna be a pop star 君をもっと夢中にさせてあげるからねキラキラのパップスター羽を広げ魔法をかけてあげよう君だけに Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of November 16th, 2018. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Luna. Good evening, everyone. Or good evening for me. Maybe good morning or afternoon for you. How have you been? I missed you last week.、Uh, I've been hanging in there. We got a ton of snow on Wednesday night and Thursday. So I got a snow day. Ooh. I wouldn't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I ha- we haven't had a snow day here since an ice storm about maybe two years ago.、Ooh. I'll take the snow over ice, but I will say the roads are bad to the point. Me and my fiance, we live by a big hill. We're going down the hill, and in the distance, you can see this car trying to go up the other hill, and they got stuck. Next thing you know, you see them backing down the hill, and we're going down the hill. <laughs> and then they backed onto another road, and we start going up, and then they try to follow us and get stuck again. Of course, they're like two inches behind the car. I'm just like, our car can't stop because we'll rerun that. <laughs> It'll be bad. <laughs> But the roads are really slick. Like, our car was sliding, and it was scary. So I'm glad I didn't have to work the next day because when I woke up, I got a text saying, Office is closed. I'm like, Oh, yay, office is closed. But my fiance still had to go to work and he had to leave at like 4 30 a.m. And、oh, oh, yeah, my dad had to go to work. He left at 5 30. He said the highways were so bad. It took him forever to get to work. So I'm glad I didn't have to go to work and drive in that crap. But I enjoyed the snow. I got to watch a Japanese concert, which was nice. It's just been a long, busy, tiring week. But I really missed everyone. and... Talking about one of my favorite things, so it's good to be back. Yeah. What have we been listening to?、Um, so, I've been listening to mainly Kota Kumi. I really wanted something upbeat because it's been kind of a really depressing week. So, I've been listening to DNA, and I also popped in and. And those have given me a lot of upbeat things and kind of cheered me up. I also was listening to Hamasaki Ayumi. I'm trying, I was listening to her All Complete Singles Best that came out in, I want to say, 2010? I think it was 2010 or 2012. It is a great compilation, pretty much, about 10 years of her career. Or actually, it came out in 2008. Scratch that, that was 2008. And it spans 10 years of her career, so you get a great. Variety of songs, and I was listening to the disc with it had No Way to Say, it had、um, Step You, it had Fairyland, it had Heaven. Of course, when I hear Heaven, I freaking bawl my eyes out. That song makes me cry. <laughs> It's such a beautiful song, and it really like plays at your heartstrings. And I watched her Countdown Live 2010 2011 tour. Yesterday, and there was a ballad melody. It was Dearest. 
heaven carols and together when I cried I freaking cried I cried like a little baby because it was so beautiful and her performance she was crying while singing them so it made me cry and plus with the lyrics they're really you know they're kind of sad songs and with everything going on I just sat there bawling my freaking eyes out and then I listened to her upbeat songs so you know she had a great upbeat song comeback songs after that but um those are two of the main things I've been listening to and also she Shima Mia Eiko who is a Japanese more I would say she does anime and game music she did the theme for Higurashi no Nakukoro ni, aka When They Cry. She did all the theme songs for it, all the openings. I binge watched that last week, and so I pulled out her first album I have, and I started listening to it, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how much I love her music. It is really beautiful, relaxing, and it has some great beats to it, which is one of the reasons I really, really love it. So I think that's really it, is just those four singers. Not too, too much, surprisingly. What about, <laughs> yeah, what about you, Ken? I've been listening to a couple other things. Picked up Rad Whips again. So that was a lovely little trip back down. We'll get back to them in a little bit for the news, but I was listening to them. I was listening to some Exile also because I've been neglecting their newest album that came out. So I picked that up again and tried to venture forward through all the Exile Friday songs. Because I really did like their Exile Friday releases this past year. And I'm really hoping that they continue with that for the next year. So besides that, I was listening to Utada again because I picked up a play a love song so it was a good time to go through there and odyssey because right now they are doing their 5x20 tour so it's their anniversary tour that they've been going through right now so i've been kind of loving that but besides that just a random assortments my my juicy playlist for the most part I'm finally able to be comfortable at work so I can start listening to music a bit more. Mostly because I don't really pick up the phones where I'm at, so not much of a big deal there. But besides that, yeah, nothing much. But yeah, let's continue on to some news. First and foremost, Fantastics from Exile Tribe releases their long-awaited debut single next month. The eight-member dance group Fantastics will be finally releasing their debut single titled Overdrive, which will release on December 5th. Unfortunately, they originally debuted with Turn Back Time, an Exile Friday song, but it was used to, I guess, encourage one of their fallen brethren, uh, Shota Naoko, who unfortunately passed soon after the music video was released. And it's, it's, it's a shame, but... They dedicated this music video for him and this single for them because they knew that they would want to continue on with their with their dancing and their choreography and show his spirit through this next single. They also dropped the music video for the Overdrive the following day, so if you guys do take a chance, go on our site and take a look at it. 
that's really nice of them to do that is to dedicate that video to their their fallen their fallen brethren so they're really sweet moving on to some other news here rab whips drops more information on their newest upcoming album titled anti-anti-generation being released on december 12th this will be the band's ninth studio album overall with a hefty 17 tracks total which several of the tracks is actually going to be a collaboration with several other artists like one okay rock which we'll talk to in about a minute along with this announcement radwebs also released the music video for so can i which will be included in anti anti generation you can pre-order the cd and look at the music video for so can i on our website so go right ahead and do so I'm excited for this, actually. I really like Red Wimps, and I like that new music video a lot. So um, I'm looking forward to this new one. As am I. But yeah, speaking of 1OK Rock, they released that they're going to be doing a U.S. tour. They did, and I'm, I'm really upset that they're not coming back to my town. So about maybe two years ago, two or three years ago, they came to where I live. And I didn't get a chance to go at the time because I couldn't get off my job. And I missed them. And I'm so freaking upset that I didn't get to see them. And they're not coming back. The closest they're going is six hours away from me. And it's in February. And I'm debating on if I can make it with vacation. With my vacation days and everything going on because it's... It's going to be really difficult making that decision. I really want to see them live so bad. And if they're coming to your city, I highly recommend going to see them. Oh, yeah. They're they're hitting a couple other places. They're actually hitting Hawaii. So I'm actually looking quite forward to seeing them. I've I've never seen them live. I've, I'm kind of looking forward to this. They're hitting Salt Lake City. They're hitting Denver. They're hitting Detroit. They're hitting, they're hitting Chicago. Chicago. They're hitting Chicago, which is not... It's like about six hours from me. They're hitting Minneapolis. Um, they're hitting some good towns. And I just wish if they would have came to my city again. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad they're making a U.S. tour. That makes me really happy. And hopefully it gives a lot of people the chance to see them. Yeah. They're also hitting Phoenix. Because I got excited when I saw that because my grandparents lived there. And I was super tempted to be like, oh, maybe I can go see them. And I could go see a concert. But, (laughs) you know, but that would be horrible to say, I'm just going to see a concert, you know. (laughs) But, um. The the Hawaii tour is going to be the last leg on the trip before they head back to Japan. Which is understandable because, I mean, it's probably a little bit more cheaper to fly from hawaii than a couple other places internationally so to speak oh yeah hawaii is way cheaper than trying to fly from half the places in the u.s but it's it's quite interesting that they're starting in in salt lake city utah of all places anyway mm-hmm. yeah i agree it's really weird because that's more on the west side and they're going you know east they're doing a really weird turn so kind of interesting yeah they head from a mid part of the u.s heading towards the east and then swinging back around towards the west side it's interesting nonetheless and i 
Mm-hmm. If you guys have the chance to go see them, go and see them because this is a big, big attraction for them. Them and perfume. Like, if you guys are able to get perfume tickets, oh my goodness, I'm so jealous. Are they sold out? Some places there. I think on Cali's one, they're sold out. I might. So I've been thinking about seeing them in Chicago. So I might want to get my tickets. Yeah. So all these places, they're really good. And I really hope that you guys go and see them because it, it tells Japan that, you know, a U.S. expansion ain't a joke. That they'll take it a little bit more seriously. Oh, I agree, and I can see 1OK Rock doing very well. I, I I mean, there are a lot of giant um, rock concerts that they could do some, you know, where they have several bands. That would be something that would be awesome to do. I don't think Warp Tour is around anymore. I think they stopped doing it. But stuff like that, good way to get out there and catch new people, and it shows that they have a good fan base by selling out tickets and you know, go and support them. Show them that the U.S. loves them so they'll come back. And maybe more artists will be able to come over here. I would love to see a lot more Japanese artists come over. So I feel like 1OK Rock and Perfume or, you know, supporting them will lead the way to more artists to come over. Oh, yeah. And actually see more cities than just California and New York. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. But yeah, you can go to our website because we'll have the full list of all the cities up. Or you can just look at their Facebook page also. Their Facebook page has like a good poster full of all of their places that they're heading towards to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, besides that, let's move on to our next piece of news here. The Kohaku. So the Kohaku finally announces their initial artist list for this year's 69th annual Red and White Kohaku Uta Tyson, I guess the... the red versus white song battle and i just noticed this this is going to be the 69th year that Mm -hmm. that means they're going to probably go all out next year because not only it will be the 7th 70th but it'll be the year that the tokyo olympics is happening also oh yeah that'll be big be very big it's very interesting, and I figured we'd spend some time here just to kind of talk about the artist list and kind of let's let's take some bets here on what song is going to be played. For Tokyo Olympics? Oh, no, no, for the this year's Kohaku. This year's Kohaku? Okay. Oh, you mean by each artist singing? Um, let's, or do you mean just like a theme song? Uh, like generally, let's, 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 for example, let's, let's try AKB. I'm pretty sure Teacher Teacher is going to show up. Yes. Either Teacher Teacher or the last song that came out. I forget what it was called already. That that tells you how, how good that song was. <laughs> I think Teacher Teacher will probably be it. Because that it was a hit and it actually stuck with you. Because the last song, I didn't really care for. Ah, oh, Sentimental oh, Train. There we go. Sentimental Train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a... Sentimental Wreck. Yeah, Sentimental Wreck instead. <laughs> So, yeah, that tells you something if we can't even remember the song that was supposed to be the Senbatsu song. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see maybe them doing a melody well, because some are, you know, some of them do more than one song. Yeah. 
and some of them kind of mix things in into a melody. So for Kanonishino, I'm thinking it'll probably be bedtime story. Yeah, I can see that bedtime story, or probably a transition from bedtime story to I Love You, or vice versa. Yep, I can see either of those. Unless she drops a new single in the meantime, if she drops one between now and Nakohaku, then I could see the new single she drops being on there. But for right now, I'm gonna go with like a combo of bedtime story and I love you. When is her second best album gonna be released? November twenty eighth. Ooh, so maybe I have it on pre order. Maybe some combination of that. It could be like a melody of a lot of her songs, because um, since it showcases where the last best album left off, I'm very, very excited about this. Actually, I pre-ordered it day one. Um, I'm, I'm hoping my copy ship early. Got my fingers crossed. So. Hopefully. But let's let's go down the list here. We have Ico, and I'm pretty sure songs from her album. I think it was Straw. Straw is probably going to probably be on there. Mm-hmm. Straw is going to probably be on there. There is a new debut of Imon, and we, I did not know about her until about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I was the same, and I checked her out on YouTube. So she, I'm going to, I guess I'll just say what a combination of what I think her voice and music sounds like. She sounds like a combination of Ayaka and Miwa. She is an absolutely beautiful voice, and I want to hear more from her. I don't know much about her, but what I heard, I want to look into her, and I think it'll be an interesting debut for the uh, Kohaku. I agree with you on the Miwa stuff. She's she sounds pretty similar to Miwa. That's why. Mm-hmm. Going down, it's Ikimono Gakari. This will be their tenth time on here, so. I don't know if they released anything this year. I don't know either. I have a lot of their older stuff, but I haven't kept up with anything recent. It looks like they did have an... Something really... Oh, that was an LP. I'm looking to see if they had anything come out this year, because I I don't recall seeing them on the Oricon this year, unless I'm not remembering correctly. No, no, we... Like specifically me because we ha- we have to research all this stuff. I don't remember them being on this year. Mm-mm. I'm not seeing anything on CD Japan listings. So this could be like a type of special appearance, and they- maybe they'll do like a melody of some of their biggest songs. Maybe they're gonna have something new coming out that we don't know about. So they could be planning something around that too. Yeah. I, I mean. I'm more more than happy to see them because I think the the singer I forget I forgot her name. Uh, the she she's starting to do some solo work and I think she released her solo album or solo single this past year. But if that's the case, then they Kyoe. 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 Yoshioka Kyoe. So I mean, if that's the case then she did release her solo album this year called Utaido and it is a cover album oh if it's a cover album then I don't know it is a cover album that is interesting then yeah she did have two digital singles that were released this year as well 
so we'll, I mean, it'll be kind of interesting to see what they do. Yeah. And yeah, their last studio album was 2014. Their last best album was 2016. The only new thing they had this year was a vinyl release called uh, Recordon, Chonana Ido Omori. And that was the only thing they had released this year. So, I'm kind of curious what this will be now. Having them on the Kohaku, it'll be very interesting in what they perform. Going uh, down up is um, Sayuri Ishikawa. She's an Inca singer, so I'm pretty sure there's they're not going to stray away from the Inca stuff occasionally. So, this is her 41st straight appearance, so, you know, she's been at it for a while. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, once again, we, we do have AKB, but we we talked about them, and I really do think it's going to just be teacher-teacher. Next on up I, is I agree. Midori Oka, and is she an Inca singer too? Oh, I'm going to correct myself on that kind of Nishino thing quick. It's actually releasing the 21st, because I just checked my order status, and it's in shipping process. Well, <laughs> so Happy Thanksgiving to you. <laughs> oh, I know. Hopefully it'll be here next week. It'll, you know, make me happy. Um, and you said Midorioka? Yeah. See, I don't recall that. I wouldn't be surprised if she was Inca. Yeah, I think she is pretty Inca. I think she is. <laughs> and I'm not too familiar with a lot of Inca singers, so for me it's kind of like, can't help with that. But I do like Inca. But yeah. Going down... It is Kiyakizaka. They'll probably do um, Glassowade. They'll probably do Glassowade. <laughs> I'm thinking Glassowade and maybe ambivalent. I can't say that word. Ambivalent. Ambivalent. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm really think. I think I agree with Glassowade because that was such a big song. That was the song that uh, made Gray pretty much become a fan of them. <laughs> oh yeah, a huge fan. Next on up is Fumiyu Sakamoto, and I believe she's another Inca, Inca singer. Next is Aya Shimazu. I believe and she's, she is an- she's, she's Inca a, as well. She's an Inca mm-hmm. singer too. Yep. She's a fairly young-looking Inca singer too at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Superfly is coming back. I'm surprised. This is only the third year. I am too. I know they they had that really big single um, not too long ago. So, I mean, I don't know if I constitute it as a single or a mini album. And I mean, even Kyo knows who they are, and Kyo's probably one of, is a really big fan of Superfly. So, it's really interesting that this is only their third time. I'm surprised too. But yeah, going on down, it is Dalco with her debut. If you could think of anyone that would be a surprise debut, it's Dalco. I mean, her album did really well. N- mm-hmm. No no knocking that. Her album did very, very well. But this is the person that did Me, 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 that internet sensation with Teddy Lloyd. And to think that a traditional Shibuya K singer would be on the Kohaku, that's, that's mind-blowing in my mind. I know. I'm actually excited about this, and I've been debating because her newest album isn't out yet. 
and it comes out December, and I, I've been thinking about picking it up. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems good. Like all the music videos that came out before it seems really, really good, and I can't wait. I honestly mm-hmm. can't wait. Going on up, it's Yoshimi Tendo, I believe that's how you pronounce it. I think she it. is Enka as well. Yep, she seems like an Enka singer. And that she is. And next is very interesting. It's twice. It. I was going to say it's interesting, but I'm not surprised because their debut Japanese album just came out this year. And it killed it. It killed the charts. It's still popping up on the album charts. Yeah, it's it's very surprising. Oh, I'm and not surprising in the sense that I wouldn't think they'd be on here. But, you know, some people lately on the internet have been going on the whole Korea versus Japan thing. Uh. We won't talk about that here because, oh man, I just don't want to get open that can of worms. No, it's not one to open because I've gotten into those and I don't want to get into them again. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, if if we could make an entire episode just debating that, that's how bad this whole controversy is right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that Twice is on there. I'm happy that they're continuing on, and I want to see what song they're gonna do. They'll probably do BDZ. That's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, especially, their album did so well, so I can maybe see doing a combination and doing more than one song. Just do TT again. I, uh, maybe not um, TT, but um, Wake Me Up. Oh, they'll, yeah, Wake Me Up. Oh my goodness, I just kind of blacked out, blacked that song out of my existence for a little bit. Mostly because there was this guy just spamming that song at my old department every single time I heard it. Yeah, Wake Me Up. Uh, Wake Me Up is going to be on yep. there, definitely. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Going on down, we talked about Nishinokana, so it is Nogizaka 46. Nogizaka is an interesting thing. Because, in my mind, I don't think there's any songs that sh- would be on this. I didn't like their last two releases. That's just me personal, though. I'm trying to think what their last two were. What was that summer song that came out like a couple weeks right before Ambivalent? So it's the Sachiko Deiko or something like I believe it's... Oh, I know what you're talking about now. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was in the big fan of that one. I wasn't a big um, fan about that too. I mean, Gray really did like that song, but we weren't really... Was it? Oh yeah, Jiko Chu Deiko. I did like Synchronicity though. Yeah. Oh yeah, Synchronicity. I really like Synchronicity. Now, that was really Now good. that you say that, Synchronicity is probably going to be the song. That was an amazing song. I actually bought the single. Surprise, surprise. Um, but I love that song. I actually bought it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be <laughs> Mm-hmm, I think so, too. And next up is Perfume. They've been on here a lot, and with Future Pop coming out, I'm not surprised that they're on there. Um, I'm thinking Mugen Mirai is gonna be one of the songs. Oh, yeah. That, that was a really good song. Probably Mugen Mirai and Tokyo Pop itself. Mm-hmm. I still need to pick up Future Pop because I've been debating on which edition to get. Because they had a couple editions of it. 
if you go to this concert in Chicago, you'll probably be able to pick up a special edition version. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, CD Japan had them, and they had, they had like, a Blu-ray limited edition with... I think it had some concert clips on there and some extra special live clips, and which is one of the reasons I've been wanting to pick it up. And I have all their other albums, so I should pick up Future Pop. But I definitely am thinking Mugen Mirai will be on there. So. But yeah, continuing on up, it is Seiko Matsuda. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I love, I love Matsuda Seiko. It's interesting to see her back, though. It kind of is, because she was really big in the 80s and 90s, like early 90s. I'm glad to see her back, because I actually really like her. I'm, I'm kind of, it's been, I feel like it's been a while since she's been on there, though. Yeah, it seems like it. And I'm wondering what she'll sing as well. If she'll do a compilation, she'll pull out some of her older songs. She has so many albums. She did have a new album this year called Merry Go Round that came out in June. So she might pull some songs off that. Yeah, she probably will. And continuing on up, it is Yumi Matsutoya. Which is really weird because I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yes, but she did have a best album release this year. And it made the charts, if I'm correct. It made the Oricon for a couple weeks, I thought. You know what? Thinking about that, you're correct. You're very, very correct. But this is weird that this is only going to be her third time on the Oricon. Or not the Oricon, the Kohaku. Mm -hmm. Speaking of someone who hasn't been on the kohaku for a while it's messia mm-hmm. and yeah i feel like she just released something though but i still think she is gonna sing everything oh yeah <laughs> although i love that song now. i absolutely love that song i mean they play it but... every winter they play it every winter in japan mm-hmm. the song could be nine years old and they play that song in japan i hear it every single time and i used to go to Japan during the winter exclusively because I wanted to experience something different because being in Hawaii, you're only, you're only experience summer all the time. She does have a new album coming out in December, late December, actually the day after Christmas, called Life is Going On and On. So that could be why she sh- she's going to be on the Kohaku as well. It'd be a good promotion too, especially you know if she does do a song off of it. And she did have a new song that came out in August as well, a new single called I Know Katachi with um, Hide from Green. Oh, really? Green was involved in that song? Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know if I said his name right. I don't know if it's Hide or Hide. But Hide. So it looks like, yeah, he was in that song with her. So, I mean, I could see them performing that song together. Maybe he'll be a surprise guest. That would be interesting, actually. That would be mm-hmm. very, very interesting. Granted, Green will probably be obs- obscure. Hide will probably be obscure because he likes to keep... They like to keep their privacy, yeah? Mm-hmm. That would be very, very interesting. But yeah, continuing on up, it is Kaoru. Kaori? Kaori. Kaori Mizumori. Kaori Mizumori? Mizumori. Mizumori. 
Kaori. I bet she's Anka. She is an Anka singer. <laughs> and she's available I, on Apple Music. <laughs> I, I figured because since she's been on there 16 times, I figure a lot of Anka have been on there because they, you know, I feel like they get going and a lot of people know them. So I feel like they repeat a lot of the same Anka. And lastly, for the female side, it is Little Glee Monster for the second year. Hopefully, they won't be just the intro like they were last year. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to see more from them this year. And since they had their recent album, I think it'll be really good to, um, you know, good to see them again. And I'm curious what they're going to sing. Yeah. Do you have any takes on what they might choose? I think Gray would probably tell you what he thinks a little more than I can. Yeah, I'm just... I'm not sure. If you listen slowly, you can hear Gray just yelling into his phone saying, What are you guys doing? Yep. I, I mean, I'm trying to think what what would be their song. Um, possibly Sekawaya Natani... What a Kakete Iru, which came out. That was one of their newer singles that came out in August. Or they could do Guto. Guto. Oh, yeah. Guto was a really good song. I remember. Mm hmm. It was. And they do have a new single that actually dropped on the 14th, so two days ago, called Natsuni Nate Utae. So I'm wondering they could do their new song, too. Yeah, they'll probably do their new song. So. And they could do a melody, but I'm thinking they might go for their new, newer single, especially to give it some more promotion. Mm. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, continuing on to the white side, now it's Arashi. This is their 10th year in. It will be their 20th anniversary, so it would be no surprise to anyone if they do another melody. Mm-hmm. Be no surprise to anyone. Yep, I agree. And next is Hiroshi Itsuki. I believe he's another Inka singer. Inka. Seeing he's been on there 48 times, I'm about 99.9% .9 confident he's Inka. Yep. <laughs> and continuing down, it's Exile. Now, what are the for the Exile Friday songs? What songs did you like the most? I got to I got to pick your brain for that. Um, oh God, I can't remember the name of it, but the one with the music video where they're on the tables. That was Exile, right? I'm trying to think. I, why can't I think of it? Uh, my brain is, like, fried, and I'm trying to think of what it's called now. It's on my YouTube. It's a favorite on my YouTube page. Hmm. And it made the charts. This is going to drive me... Was it Generations? I it bet it was Generations. Generations. <laughs> It was generation. The ones that it's all in a circle, right? Yep. yep that's generations. <laughs> it was generations. I loved that one. It was um. Or was it generations? Now I'm second guessing myself. If it was <laughs> generations from tribe, or or, or Sandame Soul Brothers, <laughs> or yeah, because I get so confused sometimes on. You know, I'm just like, oh, I like that song, but I don't remember who it was. And now I'm, oh, gosh, 
Dag nabbit. I'm going to have to go on YouTube and then tell you by typing in exile and I'll figure out which one it is. <laughs> because it was an upbeat song with a lot of dancing and the guys had their shirts off. I think that was Generations. But I, I don't remember which song it was. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, it was Fly Boys, Fly Girls. Bye. Exile Generation. It's Generations Exile Tribe. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. I love that song. I mean, who knows? I mean, they could probably bring all their members like they did for last year's because I believe they had all their members on for their song. So mm-hmm. even E-Girls were on there too. So, What do you think it's going to... Be you think they're gonna bring them all and do some random ones? Do you think they're gonna pull some um, songs from their newest album? They're probably gonna pull songs from their newest album. I'm trying to think what song they would do though. Turn Back Time was really big. That was a really big song actually. If they really wanted to do a a ballad song, My Star was really good. That was probably their best ballad song in a while. Uh, melody was really good too, but it could probably be just a a medley of songs that they did for this Exile uh, Friday, and bring yeah. everyone else on. So, mm-hmm. oh, I'd love that. You're just thinking of the Generation people. <laughs> yes, I am. I really liked Exile Generations, and I also like the the Sadame Sa Sa. Oh, jeez, I'm going to butcher everything today. The, um, Sandame. Sandame, Soul Brothers. I also really like them. But I, I really like Exile. I think they do a really good job. So Next up is Kanjani 8. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be their latest single that will probably be the song on there. I wonder if they'll do something unique like they did last year where they did from the, the entrance of the NHK Hall. Go through the everything, so... Ooh, that would be interesting. That that would be interesting. And next is a new debut. Our boys, King and Prince. Oh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. This will be one of the highlights of the Kohaku. I'm pretty sure this is going to probably be a medley of Cinderella Girl. Mm-hmm. Boys and Girl. Which is going to be their newest single by the time the Kohaku comes out. And mm-hmm. probably will have Memorial. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be definitely a melody, especially it being their debut. I think it'll be a good melody, too. Yeah. And I can't wait. I actually really can't wait to see them. And coming up next, it's the Sandaime J Soul Brothers once again. So being body conscious here whenever I see them now. Them and Generations. Just all the younger people because they're just so ripped and they can't I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they, they are. <laughs> they're yeah. Yeah. They make me feel body conscious too, even though I'm a girl, just because I'm kinda jealous that I'm like, man, they must work out like every freaking day. <laughs> I don't have that kind of, uh, you know, 
conviction. <laughs> Just say it. I don't have that conviction. I wish if I did. <laughs> Next is a, another debut artist. It's Jun Retsu. And this is the first time I'm actually hearing of them. Me too. Um, I'm trying to think where have I have I seen them before. Me, let me pull this up here real fast. Are they new? Scratch that. They're not new. They've been <laughs> they've been active since 2007. <laughs> oh wow. I'm kind of surprised I've just heard of them till now. They are a all male five member male group it's very very interesting because it seems like they sung the same exact song several different times throughout this entire year oh wow it's called proposal so who knows i i'm pretty sure they'll sing that song in the co-author so but yeah moving on up it is sekai no wadi it'll probably be their newest song I wonder if they'll have Reina on. You know, I don't know. That's a good because question. Because she's been out for a while now. Like, last year when we had this conversation, she wasn't even on because she was giving birth. Mm -hmm. I, I think she bowed out for, like, a majority of their singles. I think they released two singles, and she wasn't there for any of them. I think she's back for this coming single. It's It's interesting, though. I would want to see if Reyna will join them or not. But yeah, going on out is Sexy Zone. Another body conscious group that I need to be worried about there. Yep, I think we all do. And they've been they've been at it for a while, six years now, for their Kohaku appearance. They have. They were they great, were last, great year. last year. And going down, it is the pump. And they'll probably play USA. USA, I was going to say the same thing. As soon as I saw the pump, I'm thinking they're going to say the USA, which I was watching earlier today. Yeah, they're probably going to sing USA, and they're going to drag the hell out of that performance. Because I know for for a fact, I know for a fact, I know for a fact they're going to drag the hell out of that performance. <laughs> And they'll, they'll probably do something where, like, oh, they went to all these different states in the USA. <laughs> yep, I can that, see that. That song got huge in TikTok, which is that uh, music video app. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And a lot of people were doing USA in that particular thing. But yeah, going on down, it is Kiyoshi Hikawa, a We've talked about him before. I know for a fact we've talked about him. He's a, a another Inca singer. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I do remember us talking about him in the past, so. Yeah, he released one or two singles. Yeah, it was in February that he released a single and it was really good actually. But yeah, going on up it is Masahiro Fukuyama. Once again I believe he's another Inca singer there. I'm pretty sure of that as well. Let me just double check here. Apparently, there's a lot of people named Masahiro Fukuhara because he went straight to a he went straight to a politician. Oh boy! Oh boy! Politics. We love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's continue on up to Heisei Jump. This is only their second year. I 
I'm surprised. I'm very surprised about that. But I'm drawing a blank on their songs. Um, hold on. I'm trying to think what they performed last year. Because they're humongous. Um, they did have a new album out this year called Sense of Love. They had Cosmic Human, which came out this year in August. Last year they did White Love. Oh, yeah, that was the reason why they were probably on last year. White Love was really big. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm trying to think, what songs would they do this year? Um, They have two that they released this year so far, Cosmic Human and Maiwo Muke. Mm. And they do have the album Sense of Love, which came out in August, so they could do like some songs off that as well. Yeah, they could. But yeah, continue on. It is Ken Hoshino. And probably Doraemon's going to be on there. Because Doraemon was a really big song this past year. Oh yeah. Definitely for that one. I can see that easily. Oh, and one of my favorites is coming up next. And what a great favorite. <laughs> I like how you suck the air from that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to remember I'm not the only one. And it is Daichimura. You know what's funny is when they introduced Daichimura in the in the U.S. public line, mm-hmm. they you they put in parentheses his old group that he was a part of. Oh, folder. Yeah, folder five, I believe that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. It was originally folder, and then when he left, it became folder five. So. If I'm I correct. thought it was very interesting when they were introducing Daichi Mura, they put in parentheses folder or folder 5. That is really interesting and kind of a little weird. Cuz he wasn't he wasn't in folder for much long, right? No, he wasn't. He was really young when he was in it. Um I want to say he was like 10 or 11. Oh Jesus. <laughs> He was really, really... So he was in there from 97 to 99, so for two years. And it was Folder while he was in it, and it later became Folder 5 after he left. Um, and there are actually two male members in it from Folder. There's Daichi, and there's, there's a guy named Joe. Just Joe. Just Joe. Don't have anything else on is he Joe. Part of, is he from um, Samoa? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's funny. Um, but yeah, so he was in there, and it looks like there. I don't know if there were albums when he was with them, but I don't see any. But he was with them for two years, so he wasn't with them super, super long. Mm. So, but. It's just weird that they always include that, though. You're right. Yeah, it 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 threw me off really badly that they mentioned it at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, continuing on up, it is Hiroshi Miyama, and I believe he was that really young Inca singer that showed off last year. I think he was too. I think so too. But yeah, he's a he's a really popular Inca singer too. Born in nineteen eighties, and that's pretty young for Inca style, anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, continuing on up, it is K 
Kesuke Yamauchi. I say he's probably Enka. And he is. He's another Enka person. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting good at guessing. I ain't gonna guess it, because at this part, if it, if it ain't someone that we kind of know because of us following the, the Oricon for so long, it's, it's Majority Inca. Mm-hmm. But yeah, next up is Yuzu, and they'll probably pick something from their Yuzu album that released this past year. I think so, too, so... So that's a little bit much more of an easy guess there. And lastly, it is Yoshiki featuring Hyde. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Shigeki no Kyojin song. Yep, I guarantee that as well. And also Shinoringo and Koji Miyamoto will also make a special appearance, but they'll be doing the Namie thing where they're not really part of a group, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, a, in a way, a tribute. I wonder if they're going to do a tribute to Sheena at oh, all. Yeah. Or if she's just going to do, like, a special, you know, like, a special come out she'll sing and they'll do kind of like what they did with Namie. Yeah, because it was her anniversary this year also, right? I think so. And I think that would be a good time to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think it was because that's the reason why they did the tribute album. Mm-hmm. But lastly, also, this was a very interesting thing. They added two anime idol groups. They, I did see that. They added Aquars, which is from Love Live. And they added Token Danshi, which is that weird samurai group thing that we've been seeing occasionally on the seeing singles. Seeing constantly. I can see why Aquars made it, just because they have been topping the... You know, a lot of that... The anime stuff makes the charts, you know? I We've seen Akors make it. And that Samurai one has been very popular as of lately, too. Yeah, every single time the Token Danshi made it, made a release, they've been on the charts. Like, mm-hmm. bottom, bottom, near the bottom, mid to bottom, but they've been on the charts. Yep. So, it's very interesting because I think this is the first time they've done something really animated featured i mean they were part of the promotion mm-hmm. our our screenshot and the screenshot that they did for the the artist announcement had aquars and token danji or yeah token danji as the main photos per se so I wonder if they're going to start taking these anime like bands and anime singing like Love Live and Idol Master and and Bang Dream a little bit more seriously now because they are part of their promotion now. Is that... I, I can see that. It's interesting to see that. Also because that's how, how big anime is. Mm-hmm. What's really weird is... I wonder if they're doing that because of the Olympics the following year. So they're trying to make a, a good step forward towards the anime community, so to speak. But looking at this list, who do you think should have been on this list? Um, that's really, really hard. Well, I, I think Ayumi Hamasaki should have been on here just because she had her new mini album out and celebrated her 20th anniversary. 
But I don't know if she ever participates in a kohaku because she r- rarely does. If I'm, yeah, if I'm thinking back about it, she I really was, did anyway. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Just because it's a big year, she's someone I'm surprised I'm not seeing. And also Otsuka Ai, being her t- mm. her anniversary, her fifteenth in January. Uh, Otsuka Ai is a little bit more understanding. Well, she does have a family. Yeah, and she she hasn't really done releases constantly. Mm-mm. The IU stuff is a little bit shocking. I was surprised, looking back, that she hasn't appeared all too much. Yeah, I mean, I know recently I'm not surprised, just because everything going on with her. But she also hasn't had a lot of singles like she used to. So that could be why, is she's not dropping singles every three or four months. You know, same with Kodakumi having both those albums out. I don't know if she's ever really done Kohaku either. But also with her style, I don't know if it would fit Kohaku. Mm. You know, for Koda, I could see that. But I mean, her albums were up there. Um, Those are just two of the bigger singers that I'm kind of surprised aren't on here. Another one is Karaki Mai usually makes a lot of Kohaku performances, and she had her new mini-album that came out this year, and there were four editions that came out with it. I am very surprised she's not on here this year. She was on her last year, though, and she makes a lot of Kohaku appearances. Yonezu Kenshi. That's another one, because he just had his uh, Flamingo uh, Teenage Riot single come out, too. And he has been huge, and Lemon would be one I would think they'd want on here. Yeah, that that's what I thought really was weird. Lemon sold very, very, very well. I'm kind of wondering if they're giving him a year and seeing how he does next year. Mm, to see if it wasn't just a, 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 a pot in the pan, so to speak. Possibly, yeah. But that is interesting that he isn't on here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they try to do at least one international person. So I'm happy that Twice is on here. I'm also quite happy that BTS is not on here. We'll get on that in a moment, but you know, hey, I, I'm quite happy that they don't have them on there. That's mm-hmm. that's just a personal preference, though. Yeah, and I like that they did choose Twice because their album sold really well, and I think they're a good. Ad- I think they're a good addition to the Kohaku. I could maybe see Land being on there next year, or who knows who their international person will be next year. We'll see what Twice does this year, too, if they keep up with their releases. Oh, yeah. I mean, they they could have two international guests on the limelight. They very well could. I, I could see that happening. I'm surprised also that Baby Metal are an okay... What okay go or okay rock isn't on there too. Mostly because they're more internationally appealed band mm-hmm. or artists. So I'm surprised they're not on there, especially with the the Olympics gearing up that they want to try to be more internationalized. That is true. I actually never thought of that until now. Utada's also not on there. Ooh, and she just had that new album come out as well. I mean, I, I kind of also understand because Utada hasn't really done much mm-hmm. lately besides this one album. 
Shishamo also didn't get a return back. And I'm quite sad about that because Shishamo 5 was a really good album in my mind. And I really enjoyed Shishamo last year. Yeah, I really did too. That was a nice little fresh breath air right mm-hmm. there. So I'm surprised that they weren't on. Same. I mean, there's there's a couple. I'm su- Well, I'm not really surprised Boa isn't on because I feel like her album didn't do as well. I would love to see Boa on here, though, and being international. Yeah, and I think it's, it's unfortunately, we have to say this. We have to, to pull the band-aid, so to speak. I think her time has passed at this point. And, yeah, I, I still need to get her newest Korean album. I haven't picked that up yet, but I would like to see Crystal K on here, but I know that's not going to happen. I, I think she would do really well, and I think that would be neat to see her on here. As she did have a new album out, but then again, she isn't really released consistently. You know, it was two years before this album came out this year. So I can see them wanting to choose artists to constantly release stuff. It makes sense. I want to kind of see, you know how sometimes they place a a bet in the dark, so to speak, with certain artists? Mm -hmm. I would like them to do that with Beverly. Ooh. I really like Beverly. Her 24 album was amazing. Her vocals are astounding. And watching that live concert that came with the Blu-ray, it really showcases it. I would love to see her on there. Either Beverly or even Scandal. Scandal would have been a good... good a good thing. choice. A good choice. Yeah. But who knows? You know, they always add... A couple more artists because Nami was a late addition last year, so mm-hmm. you know it, they could surprise us with IU. They could. They could, and it's if she would want to do it too. I know she's gearing up for her tour. Um, she has a, a tour next year. It's her 2018-2019 Trouble Tour, so it could be because she's touring and might not be able to do it. Um, I, I wonder so. if they'll um, do the thing what they did last year with the, the inner splice between Countdown, where they had that one rock segment, uh, uh, like a majority rock segment. Mm-hmm. So I'll, oh. I, I wonder if they'll do that. I'm curious. So I mean, I, I'm really interested in seeing what they're going to do this year, seeing yeah. how if they're going to switch anything up, if there's going to be any surprise guests. I mean, because this is just the initial... Re- release artist lineup nothing's really set in stone they could have some people drop out even yeah so so it looks like i kind of pulled up some of the guests and how many times they've been on here because i was curious about iu she's actually been on the kohaku 15 times she probably has been on ever since her debut when mm-hmm. the first 15 yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and, you know, since she hasn't been releasing as consistently, that could be why she hasn't been doing that currently. You know, and it makes sense looking at a lot of the artists who are big names who have been on here, you know, haven't released a lot of stuff recently. And looking at this, Kota Kumi's actually, she's been on here eight times, which I did not realize. You know, I'm kind of surprised she's not coming on with, with her two new albums that came out, and they did make number three. But then again, I mean, she releases 
somewhat consistently. Album-wise, yes. Yeah. Single-wise, no. So single if they're going wise, by singles, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if we're going sense. by singles, I don't think that Kodokumi, quote-unquote, deserves a spot. But album, no, and- uh, album consistency-wise... Same. And that's how a lot of these artists, I feel like, you know, yeah, they release a lot of albums or they might just be doing an album thing every year, but a lot of them stop doing a lot of singles. So it does make sense seeing it like that. So, I mean, Odyssey does, they didn't even do a single or an album, I think, this year. I think it was specifically only singles. And they only and did, that makes- they only did three singles. So that's what surprises me too. And then we look at Kana, Nishino Kana, I think. She only did two this year? She did two, but they sold really well. Two sold very well. Yeah, yeah, no. Both of them sold very well, so I'm not surprised that she's on here. And she's been very consistent lately being on the... Being on here. She's been on nine times so far, so that's actually very, very good. But yeah, you know, let's move on from the little bit of the Kohaku news here. We're excited to see all that news for the 69th annual Kohaku. Won't say anything more about the numbering, but it is what it is there. With that, let's move on to our Indie Corner. And this week, it is the lovely Aomidoru. And they are an interesting concept. They are a four-member band. And they classify themselves as a twin vocal cabaret rock band. And this is pulled off through their lead singer, Sally, and their bassist, Maka, doing the vocals for majority of their songs. They both have a very emotional style singing style that can even rival a lot of these funk and law lounge style bands and you listen to a couple of their songs especially love side lover and it breaks down any kind of walls or barriers that you guys might have when you hear the word cabaret bland and they transcend to that style of music with sally's powerful vocals and so I want to say I listened to Lo- Love Side Lover, and it was Sally's vocals are so powerful. Like, she has some lungs on her. She has an amazing voice, and I really want to hear more of their stuff, because I heard a li- you hear a little bit of Maka in that song, but you don't hear too much of her. And she is a very pretty voice as well. So I really want to find some more things by them. But I really like their style. It's very interesting. It does fit with their vocals very well, though. Yeah, it does. It does. Currently, they only have one album. However, it's such a short print album, you'll be hard-pressed to find it. Not even CD Japan has it, I think. They only have their new mini-album, which is Horukuto Roman, which was released back in April. So, you can... Buy a copy of it and visit their site on our website. And check out the, the music video for Love Side Lover on our site also, which is really good. And Luna, I believe you had some thoughts of our band last week of um, Mosaic Art. Yes, so I I really, really like them and I listen to them. And oh my god, I love the lead singer's vocals. 
The thing I found really interesting is that piano, you know, like what they did with the piano. I, I just loved it. I loved the, I loved everything about it. And I really want to hear more because her vocal style was very interesting along with their music style. It really sucked me in. That was the thing with them that I really did like. That they're more focused on the keyboardists and the guitarists with the vocals more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what I found so interesting that drew me into it. They're definitely one I want to get more into. So I look forward to seeing a lot more from them. And what's funny with them, they, they are a very consistently releasing band. If you go on their YouTube channel, they have six songs, all released within two months. Which is really good, because you don't see many artists who re- release that consistently. Most of them take, like, you know, one song every couple months. It's, it, it is a very interesting style. But yeah, with that, let's go on to the Oricon. And, oh my goodness, if... This week was, uh... Interesting. Pretty interesting. <laughs> I agree with that. As soon as I pulled up the top ten, I'm like, huh, yeah, this is kind of interesting. Big variety and some things pop up. Well, we'll talk about this when we finish the top ten, but this is something very, very interesting that is currently going on. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get there, though. But first and foremost, it is Ikinati Punchline by SKE48. Once again, it came back up again from last week, too. And not much of what we can say about it. No, but you just reminded me, why aren't they into Kohaku? That's kind of surprising, because they've had some big hits this year. They did have some big hits this year, but they'll probably integrate that with AKB. They'll That's probably true. have. They'll probably try to have everyone on. During the AKB segment. Yeah, that makes sense. I just want to hear my Mushiki no Iro song. I yes, love that song. Yes, yes, I need to have Mushiki no Iro. But yeah, this week, Ikinari Punchline sold a lovely 8,059 copies. Going on up to number 9, it is Ribi... Oh my goodness, I hate Katakana with a passion. Gudero? Living Dead. Living Dead. <laughs> Living Dead. <laughs> Living Dead. I'm, I, I'm yes. pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> I think so. When I saw that, I initially thought that. Then when I say it out in syllables, I'm like, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> Katakana can go shove it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's done by Amazurashi. And speaking of the Living Dead, this song was, it was all right. I liked it. It was really freaking weird. It was, yeah, it was really weird. That, that was the only thing that I could think of it. It was really weird. It was very unique. I think the reason this stood out, because of how it sounded compared to everything else. It oh, was yeah. very out there. And uh, good luck trying to find a music video for that. Yeah, you won't. It's Sony. It's Sony. Spoilers there. <laughs> but... This week it sold a lovely 8,981 copies. And going on up to number 8, it is BAM! By Momo Lan. I love how you yeah. emphasize the BAM! Cause I mean, 
it really hits that. Um, I freaking loved this song. And I've always been interested in Momoland, and I've always debated on buying some of their K-pop stuff, but I, I can't keep getting into new girl bands because whenever I get into them, they break up, and then I get upset. So, but I will say, I love BAM. I watched the video like twice because the music video was so freaking cute, and I love how it opened. I like the beat when it opened and their dance moves. I really, really like the song. <laughs> What's what what's very interesting, I think this is their second Japanese single. Let me just double check that here. I say this one stood out than the last one because I don't remember their last there's their other Japanese single if you want the honest truth. Yeah, it seems like it's their second one. I mean because Momoland's been at it. I've 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 Oh yeah, Boom Boom before. was their first one, which I actually remember because I watched the Korean version of it. <laughs> oh, now, yeah, now I remember. They're sticking with the whole B thing, huh? Yep, at least they don't have too much. I can get their discography somewhat easy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was really good. I liked it. And I believe they're the only... Them and SKE are the only female artists on this list. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. But it sold a wonderful 12,126 copies. And going on up once again, it is Yunezu Kenshi with Flamingo slash Teenage Riot at number 7. And you know, now, I want to I hear your thoughts about this because we unfortunately didn't have you on the week of the release. No. So, I love Flamingo. I think I talked about it before because I love the music video for Flamingo. It's awesome. It is an amazing song, and I I finally watched Teenage Riot, which, even though this is Sony, if I'm correct, I could watch the music videos. I think because it was on Vivo. I love Teenage Riot, too. I thought they were both amazing songs. I like Flamingo a little bit more. They were awesome. These songs, like, made me love, you, you know, re-love Yonezu Kenshi. I really like this song, you know. I really do like this song. It's it's a really good song. Flamingo is amazing. Mm -hmm. Go right ahead and try it. And I think the reason why you guys are able to watch it internationally is because I think Yonezu Kenshi pushed for it. Because I was quite surprised mm -hmm. that we could watch her watch his music videos. I was surprised too, and I'm really glad he pushed for it because that shows he knows he has an international fan base out there, and he wants his fans to be able to, you know, enjoy his music too. I'm really hoping other Sony artists, such as Nishino Kana, will push through that eventually as well. And Milia Kato has a huge international fan base. I'm hoping she'll push for it. But I feel like with Yunosu Kenshi's popularity, that also helped him and being able to push for it because of how well it's sold in Japan. And it's also probably sold outside internationally fairly well, too. So for him, I feel like he has a little up edge on that, too. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, it sold a wonderful 14,279 copies. And going on up to number six, it is Office Love by Soledino. <sighs> what do I say about this? I didn't care for this one. You know... Initially, I thought the same. Going into it, a couple seconds in, I was like, oh my goodness. I don't know how I feel about this song. 
However, I ended up really liking it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite song this week. You can probably say that I'll probably forget the song next week, but yeah. for a song that is here for the moment, it's it was alright. I mean, mind. it was to me, it was so forgettable, and I just oh. I don't know what it for me. I just didn't care for it. I I kind of already forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 better than the next song than in my mind, better than that song. Ooh, I'm gonna disagree with you on that. <laughs> And it's much more uplifting than the number four song. <laughs> Let me tell you that much. When we that get is to very four. true. That is very true. So. Oh my goodness. But, you know, it was alright in my mind. And it sold a lovely 21,675 copies. And going on up, it is Supernova with Chapter New. Chapter 2. Excuse me there. <laughs> <laughs> so and once, a, once again, you know, they appeared again. This isn't the first time. I believe uh, Winner was their first single that we've, we've talked about. And yes, it was. Winner came out in like 2013. Oh, really? Yes, Winner came, but it could have made the charts. It could have just came back. This is their first song, single in Japan since 2016. Oh my god! I felt like we talked about them before, though. Um, I mean, possibly. I feel like they haven't done as much as they used to, because I know them by their Korean name. I actually am like, why does Supernova sound familiar? And I knew them as um, uh, Choshi Cho or Choshin Song, um. Because I, I actually remember them in Korea for uh, a while. But I... Yeah, they haven't done much in a while. They had a good gap. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. And I actually really, really liked this song. I'm going to say it. Um, I really liked Chapter 2. But I also did like Supernova. Uh, Choshin Song. I, I liked them before, so for me, I'm also a little biased, and I'm glad to see them come back. So. Yep. I'm, I don't know. Like, for me, I have... This, this reminds me why I just... I don't really care for K-pop. This song particularly made me remember why. Yeah, it is very, I guess you will say, typical K-pop, uh, you know, and it's one I'll probably forget next week. But there are some, you know, it's a song that I ended up liking more than I thought I did, I guess, because it was a lot of fun. I wanted to hear mm. more than the one minute and 28 seconds, though. Yeah, that that's another thing, too. I think because with Office Love, I initially thought I was going to hate the song, but after listening to the entire song, I ended up liking it. So it could change my mind if I'm able to watch the entire music video or listen to the entire song for mm -hmm. Chapter 2. I think it will be able to change my mind. Yeah, because some of the snippets, you just don't get enough to know if you like it or you hate it. But Chapter 2 sold a lovely 24,450 copies. And going on up to number four, oh my goodness, it is Kazeo Mitsumete by Kobukuro. Oh, the and, 
Oh man, this song was super depressing. Yep. <laughs> the music video is available. Please be in the right state of mind because this is the harsh reality of Japanese society in this music video. Mm-hmm. And especially being on, I, I just, I, I can't say personally because I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a woman, but specifically on the single mother side of what the Japanese society will take this seems very very hard <laughs> and difficult yeah yep it's really depressing and like watching that I it's really very very sad it is it is it's a it's a it's, it's a good song it's a very loving ballad like song but mm -hmm. It is a very depressing music video, and I think it's because it's from this drama. I think that's where the clips are from. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that drama at all now. <laughs> no, I'll just cry my eyes out and be depressed the whole time. I think I'm going to be depressed the whole time if I ever watch that drama. Yep. So. But, you know, it, it sold well. It sold very, very well with 26,995 copies. And going on up to number three, it is Catch Up Latency by Union Square Garden. I love this song very, very much. I agree. This was a really, really good song. This and number two in my mind took up my top two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Union Square Garden, I really like them. Their album that they released this past year was also really, really good. And I'm quite happy that I found them after that. You know, the the, the album with them, Mode, Mood, Mode, with them uh, riding the stupid giraffe, I think. That's what it was, had the, the cover for. Mm-hmm. After that, I kind of followed them a little bit more closely. And I really, really like it. And they're kind of an anime band, too, because this song particularly is the opening theme song for an anime called Kaze, Kaze ga Sugoku Fuiteiru. It's the opening theme song for that. But it's a really good song. If you guys have the chance, go and get it. It's a really great song. The music video is very entertaining, too. And it sold a lovely 27,028 copies. Going on up to number two, it is Good and Evil slash Eden A by Uvo World. And by God, you think of progression from a band. Uvo World did that to a T now. Mm -hmm. This is nothing this is nothing like their older stuff. This is nothing like the, the My Hero song that they did earlier. This is a more electronic Tronica based EDM style song and I love it I agree I freaking loved it I actually loved both songs and this was freaking amazing I cannot okay. say how much I love these and I love Overworld in general but hearing this made me fall back in love with them and you know they, they were kind of in that middle ground where they're like kind of electronica kind of rockish and odd future kind of balanced that fairly well this is just straight electronica mm -hmm. there there wasn't a rock sense in the word with this with these two songs and i really like it i don't know why if uvo world 
kind of balances that trend of going kind of electronica, kind of rockish with that combination, which they have been that combination, but more so one towards the other occasionally. I think that'd be good for them. I I think so too. I agree. I I really love the song. This is my number one song for me. But it sold a lovely thirty thousand four hundred and thirty-eight copies. And going on up to the number one song, it is "Fake Love: An Airplane Part 2 by BTS. And by God, this sold everything out of the it's it sold everything out of the top ten Oricon combined singles, probably albums too <laughs> at this point. Yep. And this is the Japanese version of their song "Fake Love." And the Japanese version of Airplane Part 2, am I correct? Or was that an original song? I'm, I'm thinking it was an original song. I, I remember we had an article about this. And let me just pull that up real fast. Yes, it is Bird. Unfortunately, it wasn't on here. And it's weird because Bird was the song that was made by Akimoto, the guy that made AKB. So that's strange that it isn't on here. It's very, very strange. Fake Love and Airplane Part 2 are Japanese Japanese translated songs of their Korean songs. I've heard Fake Love a thousand times over because of the people that just love that, love them. So I'm, I'm quite over it. <laughs> Um, so this is the first time I've actually heard it, and I'm just going to say that. I actually like the song, and I, so far I really haven't found a BTS song I've been a fan of, or liked in general. And I haven't heard that much from them, so I can't, I don't go on that. Um, it's just not usually my style of music. I actually liked Fake Love, because I felt like it was very toned down. I, I did not like Idol. It it annoyed me. Um, I don't... Idled was something. Um, but I felt like fake love, fake love was in somewhat enjoyable. It made me think, okay, this is actually a decent song. It's not, I don't, like, I'm not head over heels for it, but I don't absolutely hate it that I can't listen to it. So I was surprised that I actually enjoyed the song. Airplane Part 2 was okay. It wasn't anything I probably listened to as much, but I actually really liked fake love, and I'm super surprised. Yeah, I mean, not a knock on the song because Fake Love is a really good song. However, for me personally, because I've listened to this song a thousand times over now, I'm kind of just over it. No, and I understand that completely, you know, especially if you've heard it a million times since it was like my first time hearing it. I'm like, oh, I actually, this is okay, you know, but for most, I'm kind of... You know, most of their songs that I've heard, I haven't cared for Mic Drop. I didn't care for Idols, so. But at least I found one I gave a chance to and I actually enjoyed. <laughs> and don't judge by yeah. my taste in music. I mean, I, you know, we all have different tastes in music. So just because it means I'm not a fan of them doesn't mean, you know, someone else isn't a fan of them and really likes them. So everyone has different things they like. Yeah, you know, this is their top-selling album or single as of so far. Before that was Mic Drop, and Mic Drop was the first single that we did. That was that was them when we did our first episode. They were on it. Mic Drop was part of that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting that they didn't do anything after that. I think they did a mini album in Japan, but the albums don't really count anymore since we don't really view that much albums anymore on the podcast. But um, their their last mini album in Japan was 2016, but they did have an album called Face Yourself that came out this year. Mm, and I think that sold very well. I think so, too. Um, I feel like they had a recent... Their recent Korean album came out in August called Love Yourself, You'll Answer. Okay. So, um, and that one you could find at Target at certain U.S. stores. I actually saw copies of it in Arizona. I have not seen any copies where I live. But Target was promoting BTS very heavily for Love Yourself, Answer. And that actually did have fake love on it. So. And with that, let's let's kind of just peer over to the album side real fast. And I was very curious what because I'm trying to think what all came out because I feel like Ayaka's album actually came out, but that came out the 14, so that won't be on What's there yet. What's funny is two Korean albums made it on. And I see which ones, and I actually see one. I I watched the video for it today on accident, and I'm like, oh, I really like. Song I found a BTS song I really love. Realizing it wasn't BTS I was listening to because my YouTube was on. I thought I clicked it and I didn't. It's EXO. <laughs> it's EXO. It's EXO song Tempo, and I actually loved that song. And I'm like, this is really really good. And then I click, oh, it's EXO. It's not BTS. Oopsie. Oopsie. <laughs> um. So no, I- that sold really well, and I didn't realize Twice had another Korean album out. It was that there was two anime albums, but it seemed like they were, they were A and B sides. So I think if you bought one, you most likely bought, bought the, the other. other. Yeah. Uh, there is the Queen's album, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack, which is really interesting. Utada came back with Hatsukoi. So BTS took. The entire sales of the top 10 singles and the entire sales of the top 10 albums and just blew it out of the water. Yep. Oh my goodness. And this gets me on a little thing. Korea really did well this week. This year in general, I feel like. This year in general. And this kind of goes back to our talk of what does Japan need to do? Um... I mean, step up their game a little bit. I feel like, I mean, yeah, they both have idol groups, but I feel like Korea has more American-like music, which is probably why it's succeeding so well. It's more modernized. I feel like Japanese music, which is the reason I love it, feels very late 90s and early 2000s to me still, like like U.S. type. You know, like how the U.S. music was in the late 90s, early 2000s. A lot of Japanese music does remind me of that today. And that's one of the reasons I love it so much. One of the other things is a lot of the Korean artists do use a lot of English in their songs. And a lot of, you know, their dance moves are very modern. Their videos are very colorful. I feel like that's another thing they hit with is their English skills are very, very good for most of their Korean artists that end up going to Japan and to the U.S. Where there are a lot of popular Japanese artists, but how many of them are, like, very, very good in English, almost fluent-like? 
I can think oh, of yeah. a few. You know, so I feel like that's another thing that draws more people in. And I guess because English is seen as a universal language, or a.k.a. the language of business. So that also hits a lot of people. Um, and not not to say they should include that each time or anything. I feel like it's just Korea's doing a combination of things between the style of music, the type of upbeat dancing, because everything now is synthesized and all that, and they don't use a lot of real instruments, which makes me sad because I like really hearing music. And yes, I love mm. dance music, and I like hearing some of that once in a while, but I don't want to hear it all the time. Um, I also do feel like if you listen to a lot of BTS or Twice, Girls' Generation, a lot of them, I do buy some K-pop CDs. If it's an artist I like, I do buy it. There's a lot of K-pop artists I'm actually a huge fan of. Um, and a lot of them use a ton of English in their songs and have very Americanized style. And if I don't want to listen to American music, I actually do listen to a lot of K-pop when I'm in that mood because it gives me more of an American style, especially hip-hop or dance. And if you see a lot of the songs that have charted, you look at Momoland's BAM, it is an upbeat dance song that, you know, yes, the idol groups do upbeat dance songs, but if you listen to that and you compare it to Korean idol groups, you can hear a difference in sound. I mean, how many people are going to dance to, like, an AKB song or Keikizaka, you know, versus Momoland or Twice or, you know, BTS, EXO, Sistar? So, four minute, you know, stuff like that. So I feel like that's part of it. I, I, I will say there's some artists who are stepping in the right direction. Like, Kodokumi, listen to, listen to her new albums, like, And in DNA. She definitely included that American style in her songs. Very heavily. And her album sold fairly well. Um, I, I do feel like that's you know, a big thing. And also fashion-wise, I feel like a lot of the Kore Korean artists have a very I a decent, iconic sense of fashion that makes them stick out as well. In a way, I feel like Big Bang kind of started that, especially for the male groups. And 21 um, was one of the leading ones for the female groups, along with 4-Minute and Girls' Generation. So I feel like that's something that Japan could step up. I mean, what do you think, Ken? It's, it's so hard to say. They do need to step up, though. They need to work on internationalizing themselves mm -hmm. and evolving their music. We've, we've talked about this many different times with the idol stuff. It's just the same. There's nothing. If it, the only time that new idol songs get out there, it only sells eight, seven, maybe four if you're lucky. But if you stick to the traditional stuff like AKB, mm -hmm. that sells gangbusters because they have all that fan following. But to evolve that style of music, especially for an international crowd, before it gets all stale. You need to make yourself stand out. And I think that's what Korean style of music is doing right now. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a lot who they, not all their albums are going to sound the same. I'm going to use 4-Minute on this because they started out, they were very hip-hop influenced. Um, you can hear it in their first mini-album. Then you look at their last mini-album they released called Hate, and it was a complete style change. Yes, they still had hip-hop, but they incorporated a lot more than what they did originally, and it their music style evolved. You know, and there's a lot of artists who have evolved over time like that. So, and I do agree with the internationalization. I think that plays a big part in it. If you can't watch some of these music videos, like, Korea makes it available to everyone in high-quality HD. And along with a lot of live performances and shows you can watch now, in Japan, if it's Sony, you can't get it. You can't watch it. It's not international. You have to buy it. And how many people are going to go out and buy a $15 single as a blind buy to watch the video, which they might not include? Thank you, Sony. I'm referring to you and Kana Nishino. So, and same with albums. Japanese albums are around $32, $30 for a standard edition, maybe $32 to $50 for a DVD or Blu-ray with it. DVDs are also not region compatible with U.S. players, as long as some international, Europe they are, but there's other countries they're not as well. You know, Blu-ray is region free, so that's another thing. Like, Korea's albums are around 15 to 25, come up photo books. So they're a little bit cheaper, but they mainly do mini. So, I mean, it's a really hard choice. I feel like international is something, you know, that... Putting more things on iTunes as well. There's a lot of singers you can't get on iTunes. There's a lot of music you can't listen to on Apple Music. You know, and I'm looking at you, Sony. AVIX is readily available. Most companies, Warner, Universal, they're readily available. They're happy to go international. But I feel like it's a step up and I think think like one okay rock and perfume doing these tours is a step in the right direction which is why i think they're getting more recognition international because they're going out there same with a lot of indie metal bands that i see a lot of people follow like love bites and aldios i don't know if i said it right um but there's a lot of baby metal a lot of them get recognition because they're going more international too it's let's take this evolution style just a little bit more Case in point, Overworld. If you were to pick the Techno Life and trans, just think of that that this is the start of what Overworld was. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to Eden A. I mean, you can you, see. You would think that it's two different bands completely. Mm hmm. I agree, and same with like you listen to all their early stuff, like Colors and Color of the Heart. You know, um, and you hear Eden A and you hear Good or Evil, like there is a huge difference in the sound and you can hear that. And it's not in a bad way. You still enjoy their older songs, but at the same time you love this new sound that has evolved into something else that'll gain more fans while keeping their old ones. Yeah, or like let's let's take Odd Future, because that was a nice little mix of rock and techno or electronica. Mm-hmm. You compare D-Techno Life and you compare Odd Future. Two wildly different styles of someone who um, fine-tuned their craft of what this genre of what they're going to be 
and it's really good and bands need to do that groups need to do that artists need to do that because if not they're not going to survive and and that's the unfortunate part and you know like i said we we say this not as like a critic and someone who knows like deeply what the japanese music industry is about we do this because we want it to survive we we want it to thrive we want it to not just only it be about anime as we say getting an anime episode coming out next week (laughs) but you know we we can go on and on about this subject we did a oh yeah we we did a full episode about this uh, about a month and a half ago think of this Four, five Korean artists made the top single and albums this past week. That's a little bit close to comfort there. That's one fourth of what this week toply sold. Mm-hmm. It, it's just looking at it, I'm just blown away at showing, you know, that. Although I, I kind of wonder how much a percentage it is Japan who bought the singles, you know, because this counts for, you know, any retail you bought it yeah. from, not just, you know, like CD Japan, Yes Asia, you know, and how many international fans contributed to this. I'd like to see a breakdown as well, That's because that would give us an idea of how many international bought it, not just Japan loves it, but all the international fans are purchasing this. That would be an interesting thing that I would love to talk about with Oricon. And because it's, I don't, it's just it's just shipped and sold. I don't know if it's international purchases if they include digital. Well, they don't include digital because they have their own boards for that. But yeah, it would be interesting to see how all these charts, how they get the, all their information, if they are taking international sellers or not. And I know Yes Asia does. I know they all their sales go from the Oricon charts. If you buy it from there, it contributes to it. CD Japan does as well. So when I buy stuff, I count as one of the ones in the chart, even though I'm sending it to the U.S. Um, you know, and some people could do what we do is we sometimes buy things off Amazon Japan and our we send them to our friend. You know, and that counts too so think of how many people are doing that you kind of wonder how the international community plays into this too so i i would like to see like how many how much each retailer contributes to the sales i'm very very curious you know let's 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 wrap this up in a nice pin for now because we can probably be talking about this all year for the rest of the year Oh, yeah, and, oh, I totally agree, and there's a lot of singers who have evolved over time, and I will say, like, Ayumi has, if you listen to her style from early Mm. on, and how each album has changed styles, you know, she's one who, I feel like her success is due to her evolution. Same with Kodakumi, and she had, you know, you listen to a lot of those artists who you listen to their style change, and you go from their first thing they've ever done until now and you're just blown away so artists like that have their longevity and you know it's kind of like you know we would like to see more evolution like that um 
and a lot of the artists who've done it evolution i feel like are kind of up you know getting up there to maybe not close to retirement but possibly be yeah. you know nami is gone she was a big seller um i could see ayumi retiring in the next couple years you know, a lot of these singers who've had the evolution. Now it's time for the groups to start, the idol groups to start but, stepping like it I up. Like I said, we could be on this topic on and off for the next year, but let's let's put a pin in it. I would love to have Gray in this conversation also because he's fairly new to be headfirst in the mu- music industry, so to speak. So I would like to mm-hmm. hear his his take of all of this, but. Like I said earlier, next week you guys are in for a treat because we are doing two episodes. We are going to do our normal episode, which will be released at its normal time, uh, Friday, Saturday. And we will be doing a anime ending episode. So part two of our anime opening episodes will be now doing ending theme song episodes. So please look forward to that next week. So, and as you guys are hopefully enjoying Thanksgiving in the Americas or not freezing to death, you can listen to our podcast for a bit and warm yourself up through that. You can find us at ongakutoyou.com. You can reach us at Twitter and Instagram at ongakutoyou. Follow us there. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ongakutoyou. You can listen to our our lovely, lovely um, attributes of Kuryu Hunter, our Japanese mailbox, so to speak. He is a Japanese Twitch streamer and is a host of another podcast that I'm part of with our other affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a Twitch streamer in his own right and a musician. Also, he does his Devilman Crybaby English opening riff song. You can listen to that. And you can follow him on twitch.tv slash TimberTF, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T, and Koryu Hunter at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. And you can follow them on the podcast that I also am a part of, Potasaurus, which is a gaming-focused podcast. We had good fun this past week's episode, and hopefully you guys listen to that while you're listening to Ongaku to You. And for the people that from Potasaurus... Hello. I am more talkative on this podcast more so than the other podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, you can also fi- follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1. You can follow Gray at OngakuGray on Twitter. But yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for joining us this episode for Ongaku to You. We ran a little bit longer, mostly because of Kohaku and our lovely little Korean debate there. I want to thank you guys once again for listening. You guys take care and have a great day. Mahalos. Thank you. Thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And look forward to more from us. So I do have a Twitter. It is Lunamaria87. You're welcome to follow me. But I can tell you I don't post that much. You are also welcome to... I highly recommend checking out our Instagram. Because you get to see a lot of cool pics of CDs and everything. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a fantastic holiday, even though we'll, we'll talk to you before then. And I will see you next time. This is Luna signing off.